Ocean Boy. Oh shit. Oh shit. Is it? I think it is Mansers. Mansers. It's Mansers. Oh my god. Mansers. Did you hear how sarcastic she was? Mansers. Mansers. You won't ruin the Mansers intro. Mansers, 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 Mansers. Very rarely do I break character during the intro, but that hit me like a ton of bricks. Mansers, Mansers, Mansers. Okay. It's been a couple weeks since we recorded, okay? Big deal. BFD. I was about to make my very first breakup this week. If Joker's yeah, canceled on me. First what? Breakup. She's going to break, break up, up with us. Y'all. Okay. You know, but you know this music too it's okay. good. We get we'll, we'll pay by the minute to call you. We know we know the rules. You too. We know the rules. This must be too good to leave. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, did, I you like know, that word. I don't. Musty is a great word. I don't. Musty. I don't enjoy it. Like it's only just, on Mansers, the you number don't one Musty Palace. You don't enjoy Musty? Oh, what's up? I don't know. Something about mussy is like, yo, suck my mussy, bro. (laughs) Well, hello and hi, listeners. (laughs) Welcome to Mansers, the toxic podcast for a better tomorrow, brought to you by two toxic machismos and one person we promise who actually gives a shit. And who are we individually? They call her jerk sauce because she's a little sweet and a little spicy. But just let her marinate on it, and she'll make it better. Miss CTG, how you doing? Hey. I did not know where you were going with that. I'm fucking know. here for hey, it, though. I went the complete wrong I'm way. Jerk sauce. It. I was like, I was like what's he about to say lubricant. about me? They call him <laughs> Beef Patty because he's probably not good for you, but you know, you just can't resist him. Is how are true. you? Yeah, uh, I like that. You know, eat it too fast. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and they call me coleslaw because nobody really knows what to do with me. But I go with just about anything, and I'm pretty chill on the side. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking we are mancers. Mix bag. <laughs> we are mancers because when it comes to your problems in love and life, there's a perfect mansplanation for that, and that is. Classic intro. Oh my yes. god. Yes. Nailed it. Yes. That was amazing. Yes. They've missed us. And we've the missed episode them. is complete. I don't even think they need anything else. We've that missed oh, them. yes, they do. Oh, yes, amazing. they do. We've got notes and links and all sorts of crazy preparedness. Oh, shit. Here we Two go. links on top of that. Two links? Two links in the notes. Oh, in one episode? That's nuts times two. <laughs> How is everybody? Let's catch up for a little bit. Uh, I think I'm good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, just really, (laughs) you know, in life, I'm okay. I I already vent to be tied regularly. Uh, you know, just trying not to beat the shit out of people at work and, you know, live, live life, enjoy life in the moment. There is a certain asshole factor that's increased. I'll say there's a lot of, you just gotta be an asshole all of a sudden now. It's Who everyone's you or is no every like the I consumer. have never been, nor will I ever be an asshole. Yeah, okay. like <laughs> subway riders. You know what I mean? Like everyone, everyone just has that extra gear 
of asshole right now. And you know why? The vaccine has turned uh, off people's empathy. Oh. <laughs> I feel like the vaccine theory. has turned people's empathy up. <laughs> the vaccine has turned off people's empathy. <laughs> that shit's going to be on Fox News tonight. It makes you numb. It makes it, you numb it to the pain of others. Emotional receptor. Your People empathy are has been castrated. Crazy. Jesus right Christ, <laughs> What the fuck? I just. I don't. I'm I don't think no one heard that. <laughs> I heard I it. I heard it. It's been castrated. <laughs> yeah. I just had my own thoughts because you've been cut off from your empathy supply. I don't know why I'm going to right. release. Yeah, we're going to release. We're going to release that. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Um, Not to release. <laughs> Not the release, y'all. <laughs> oh man. No, you know what? I um I'm all right, you know. I feel like January was an interesting month, you know. I mean, we had some highlights, national Oof. champs, all that, you know, that was amazing. <laughs> but it was that. it's like no I, I kicked off January sick, had like a good week during the natty run, and then I got sick again. And I'm just like my whole momentum for January was just goddamn like, virus. Yeah. So I'm back <laughs> February. I said, okay, we February is my January this year. Damn it. So okay, you know that's where I'm at. January is well, Zoom by too. Yeah. Really though, really I felt though. like I was the only one that, that felt that way. But it was. I mean, I will say no, it was a time suck for real. Winning the Natty on the tenth. You know what I mean? The first third, or, you kick it off with the Natty championship. I'm I'm on high next twenty days. So every day is a holiday after that. So interesting. Yeah, now that shit just seems so long ago. Like, why does it Literally seem like it happened like it so long ago? You know what seems long ago? Literally 40 fucking time. years ago when our last championship was. True. So this if you got to hear about it for 40 more years, it's because well, there's a pattern. I hey. still am representing on today as well. And, so, you know, and alternatively, I'm still celebrating the Braves World Series because I'm not going to forget about that either. Life after love. I know, this isn't a sports podcast, but I... <laughs> sports, sports. We just sports, we're sports, talking sports. about January. We're talking about our feelings. We're talking about January changed my life. N- not gonna lie, not gonna Clearly, lie, honey. Um, Clearly, everything has been uprooted. I've I I am relocating in an instant uh, back to the ATL. And um, when you say in an instant, is there a date on the table? We're looking March first now. You're gonna be here for my birthday. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Uh, yeah, it's what? coming. Yeah, I'm You're coming. coming to Atlanta? Yeah. Are we recording an let's in-person podcast for oh my, my birthday? Gosh, let's do it. Let's what do a it. fucking <laughs> gift. What a, <laughs> what a gift. fucking gift. Israel has cameras. <laughs> I have so many cameras. <laughs> hey, <photo laughs> yeah, yeah, I got so many cameras. Maybe I should send Iz a text from now. Say, hey, Iz. Um, so I know you're probably not going to respond right away. There's no um, need for that. It's um, my birthday coming up. And um We can take the first part out. I feel like <laughs> we have already established that I'm probably not gonna answer in time. Uh, How I, are I just, you doing on your uh on that resolution since we're on the topic? First off, let me be honest with you. Don't remember my resolution. Uh no, it was the the what toxic trait are we trying to leave? It wasn't really a resolution. Mm, was Actually, it you what, know what? That was mine. And yeah, you, you know, don't really do that to me. Okay. What was okay, mine? My bad, my bad. Was I trying oh. to answer text faster? I hope not. <laughs> no. I think no. that was No, I don't think that was mine. Definitely mine. I think I had, we can all safely admit we don't remember what our 
I just I answered. Just said, it, Sorry. Why? What? Right. Better communication. I just answered somebody better who texted me on uh, on New Year's Day. I just answered them last. To, I answered them today. So you got a one month turnaround time. Is what you're saying. You know what it was is that I always go, oh shit, I forgot to text them back. I should do it, and then I forget again. And then mm. they text me today, and I was like, oh fuck. So technically, you didn't actually text them back. No, their no, first. I didn't even, no, I didn't even respond <laughs> to that one. I didn't. I responded. I responded to the one from today. You kind of were doing better on your turnaround response time. This, yeah, this. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. Let's leave that other one in the past. Yeah. All right. What will Mufasa say? Okay. Everything the light touches is yours, Simba. In the past. Exactly. Put you behind in the past. Throw that ass in a circle. (laughs) I just thought it was a Mufasa free for all. Yeah. How are you doing? Did you answer? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was talking about my my life has been uprooted because um, it looks like I'm just. Uh, on the one hand, I'm very excited to go to Atlanta, like I am, like I'm I excited to go home. Um, and on the other hand, I am like terrified to leave New York, and I think that's really real to admit. So, um, you got this, bro. You're gonna you're gonna move right into Tyler Perry Studios anyway, so it's okay. <sighs> Mr. Perry, right if, you're, if you're listening to this, please turn the microphone off. Um, oh, you mean man. his sound? Just, just stop listening? <laughs> yeah, just just unplug, <laughs> come back, skip ahead five minutes. Listen, B. Todd. No. Everything I, is it would be, be a amazing. privilege to work for Mr. Tyler Perry Studios. He is a, a titan of the Atlanta, and he's a titan of the uh, entertainment empire. He really is. He he is a titan. He is. There's, you cannot take uh-huh. that away from him. Yeah, he has definitely accomplished some amazing things. Out and he appeared in um, Michael Bay's second Ninja Turtle movie. And that's also a remarkable accomplishment. Not Baxter and Stockman. And he was uh, in that Don't Look Up. Don't Look movie. It Up. Yeah. That's... Yes, he was. And that was pretty funny. That was great. Wait, the what? That was great. Oh, Don't Look Up, don't the look Netflix up. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we can go on and on. I it's I'm excited about the journey coming up. Um, I think it's New gonna chapters. be, I think it's gonna be great because like I'll tell you this. I I I'll, I'll finish this up and we'll go on to our first topic. But I had to do an audition and um I was setting up and taking my time with it, you know. But for the first time, I I will say like it was so refreshing just not having to fit a take in between like dirt bikes revving or salsa music playing on the street or Indy you know Heights. like yeah like any any combination of sirens and like Indy it was Heights. just <laughs> so so cool to to kind of get back to where i started and fell in love with acting was in atlanta and it was cool to kind of put one on tape anyways speaking of right on cue there's the sirens telling us it's time to move on to the first topic hey who's person how we feel about this uh no that's not how we feel let's salute brian flores for what he's doing right now with the nfl hey big beef I have a, a, a sound clip for you from the trial here. This just in. What is happening? Brian Flores is suing the NFL. 
he's taking all that money and exposing all those lies. I just love this song. Okay. Hold, hold oh, up. We're about to turn oh the fuck God, up. How you gonna cut it off right when the beat is about to drop? Take that shit to trial, bitch. Who is it? We're starting over again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who is it? That's Mr. Big. Trial time. Brian Flores is exposed. Should I go ahead and like halfway for now? I have no fast forward capability on this. Throw some music in every now and then, you know, get some heads bopping and uh, wake everybody up. It's like a audible treat. You know what I mean? Good morning. Anyways, Brian Flores is suing Miami Dolphins. He's suing the Broncos. He's suing the Giants. And there's just... How can he sue so many of the teams? Because the Rooney Rule is a sham. And for those of you that do not know what the Rooney Rule is, it states that you must interview a certain amount of black coaches before you eventually hire that white coach. What? Yeah. So it's... It's been in place for maybe like 10 years. Um, as I said to someone earlier, most of these owners are incredibly rich, insane, Jim Crow era assholes. So this Rooney rule is just something that they have to do to 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 follow a rule so they do not get fined. Now, Brian Flores says that The Miami Dolphins, A, paid him $100,000 to lose so that they could get a higher draft pick. So $100,000 for every loss for Brian Flores for the Miami Dolphins. This is 2019, I believe. He also said that the Broncos... Who did he lose? I I don't know. But his response was that he didn't go along with it. If they lost, it was because they lost, not because he was doing it throwing the game. He refused to lose on purpose, so I'm sure they settled somewhere with a 500 average around there. Um, okay. Also saying, I mean, the main thing that exposed it all, of course, is when Bill Belichick has texted him saying congratulations on becoming the Giants' new head coach. And he says, thanks, yeah, but my... Um, you see? You see what I did with <laughs> here? You see? Indian. Fucking grizzly bear back there. Oh my god, there's nothing I can do, guys. There's nothing I can do. Anyways. <laughs> Bill Belichick uh, accidentally was texting the wrong coach and said, you know, this is a... Wait, what? Mm-hmm, and said, oh my gosh. You know, not really. Bill Belichick would never say, oh my gosh, first of all. But said, the Brian Flores text back. He says, hey, are, are you sure you're texting Brian Flores or Brian... Duali, whatever. I, I can't remember this guy's name, but the new Giants head coach who is the Bills offensive coordinator. Uh, and Bill says, oh, just texting my checks. Got this one wrong. Sorry, BB. Uh, basically admitting he was texting the wrong Brian. And uh, now Flores is suing the NFL because this there's been unfair practices in their hiring for coach. All right, I'm on mute. <laughs> is... I don't know much 
about this. No, it's so, just, go ahead. It's it's exactly what we what we think it is, or I, I should Racism. say what we what we know it is. Uh, the rule was put in place for a sport that is well, like ninety percent black, to have such a small number of black coaches in it. Like a like a tiny percentage of black coaches in in the mate in the National Football League at least. It's insane. Like, how does that even measure out? At a professional right. level, probably ninety plus percent of the people in the professional field of this are African American. Why the would the ones player. leading them Yeah, why would the ones leading not match closely? Seventy percent of the entire NFL is 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 African American? Those who can. Oh, my numbers were a little. Off. No, I mean that's that's still pretty close. Seventy percent. Let's not. That's no small number. That's overwhelmingly a majority. Like a majority just has to be fifty one percent or more. Like this is. I actually thought it was a higher percent. Seven out of black. ten NFL employees, whether they're player, administration, whatever, are black, leaving thirty percent others. Whites. Well, Maybe it's it's the thing that I was trying to say but got wrong. It's the those who can do, those who can't teach slash coach. So maybe that's why they think that. But more than likely, that's not the reason. It's that they see the blacks as uh, labor. And um, the Caucasians as the leaders. And that's... It's, it is. It's so crazy. I mean, it's... The numbers are overwhelmingly unbalanced. Like even right now, you think of black coaches. Who can we? Mike, uh, Mike Thomas, uh, the Steelers guy, the one yeah, from the Steelers. Mike Tomlin. Yep, Mike Tomlin. And then who was uh, the one who he won against that one Super Bowl, and it was like a big to do that two black. Coaches. Yeah, two black head coaches in the Super Bowl for like the first time ever. Who was who was the other fellow? I don't even remember. Dang. That sucks. Yeah. This was like 20, 2008, though. Sure. Yeah, it was like 2008, uh-huh. 2009. You're right. 100%. I mean, I can see their faces. I know one of them was the Colts coach that is on TV for Sunday Night Football. Was it Tony now. Dungy? No. Because yes. Tony Dungy. Yeah. Was it Tomlin no. versus Tony Dungy? Or was it no. um, Herm Edwards or. Because this was this was some years back, so I'm trying to think back to those. But Tomlin's been <laughs> coaching forever, which is awesome. Because how often, besides Marvin Lewis, do you see a coach, a black coach, with that much tenure at a football team? But my whole point being, like, this is all top down again. Like the owners, if you look at the Texans owner Robert McNamara, like that dude is crazy racist. He's an old rich oil guy. We've all seen how much Jerry Jones carries, like, makes decisions even on the field itself, you know? And, like, it's it's like looking out for like, and it's just rich, privileged assholeism just to have to be forced to see other candidates just based on race, just to fill a criteria. But, honestly, I don't think they ever get the fair shake, like. So how do you think Brian Flores was a sorry Brian Flores was a winning coach when he got fired? Like he he was turning that team around. It was looking really good, and they fired him. So an example right there. On what grounds did they fire him? I mean, 
they it's it was two years, but quarterback play wasn't the best, but they had a really great defense and they just kind of fumbled the ball at the end, you know, in terms of the season, but it was still looking like a franchise you could build around. It didn't look like anything was wrong there. Um, it's also that the black coaches tend to have a smaller area for losing That's everywhere. Right. So how long was Brian Flores even down there? Two years. This was his second Insane, season. Because you'll see a lot of coaches go through losing seasons for a while before they get things. Dan under Quinn the lost like the last three or four seasons of yeah. his career. Like after the Super Bowl, he went to the playoffs again, which was great. Then we missed him the year before and then the year after that. And then we were like eight and eight, eight and eight, you know, like seven and nine. Like it was, it, it was mediocre or worse because we went like four and 12 one season as well. But Dan Quinn remained the coach after losing for several years. And for those who don't know football, when we say two years, we do have to take into account that it's not two full years. Right. Uh, because a football season is only like <laughs> three months. Right. Uh, and it's been a pandemic. Yeah, it's, it's just been it's been a pandemic. Anyways, the, opp- the opportunities don't even present themselves. Even in the NBA, they had these same conversations. When you get a first-time coach like uh, Steve Nash that gets thrown into a team that was like bent, they were held bound on just making all types of championships before the pandemic. He got given three full-blown Hall of Famers on his very first coaching job very first coaching job while there are other black coaches that have great more tenure have an Again, absolute marvin resume. lewis and mike tomlin like yeah marvin lewis was losing for years in cincinnati <laughs> hired him again and again and again and now after a couple of years after they lose him, they're going to the super bowl but i think the bigger story here is like Brian Flores will never coach in the NFL again. You know what I mean? Like this is this is a full out whistleblower because he's turning in text messages, he's turning in emails, he's uh-huh. proving his case on very public grounds with lawyered up that and taking the NFL to suit because he has a lot of proof to show just on a bigger scale how corrupt the NFL is and how these organizations are being run and it's it's kind of big. It's a major major industry in the US if you will. As a sport, it's also a multi-billion dollar industry. So, yeah, shit's crazy. And that concludes our sports, sports, sports section. <laughs> Sponsored by Sports, Sports, Sports. <laughs> well done, well done, everyone. Damn, but that was good. Yeah, I mean, dude. it was a good combo, but I really don't have enough knowledge to. It's um, it's okay. I think it's. Up- it's more than input. anything, this is worth people hearing, I think, more than anything. Yeah. Well, you'll be seeing more about it in the days to come as well. This is this is getting bigger and bigger by the days. So. Oh, yeah. This shit is going to explode. Watergate 2022. Miss TTG, what do you have for us today? Oh, Can is you... it on me in my beginning? Oh. I just felt like we needed something from you after losing out on you that last so round. So much of us. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So much of us. Okay. This is the most question on the table. In the nation. Question on the table. Then I will provide <laughs> the, the source of <laughs> inspiration for the question. The question on the table is when it comes to monogamous relationship dynamics, monogamous heterosexual relationship dynamics, because 
I want qualifiers folks to understand. I know that this is a very limited uh, space. <clears throat> okay. For this question, I mean, the question is: Should men love their women more than they love more than the women love the men? And the context: There was a post shared on the internet, of course, and I'm going to read what the post said, and then I'll give a little bit of my thoughts, and then I will give it to the fellas because. <laughs> um, so, love hack by this young lady Ashley Massengill. I don't. This looks like a Facebook post. Your man should love you more than you love him. Women are natural-born lovers and nurturers. A man has to be borderline obsessed with you to match your level of love and loyalty for him. As women, we know this could all change. But when a man really feels as if he lucked up by getting you. His actions are usually different from a man you had to chase down and beg to even notice you or be with you. Ladies, our love is so deep that we real life snap when they do us dirty. So it's only right that we require a man who can out love us because a woman's love is already unmatched. Hashtag turns comments off. Hashtag argue with your mammy. Um, my thoughts. I'm not even. I don't. I don't know that I have a thought per se at the not moment. Not your man. I wanna. I wanna. I read it as it was read. I said, okay. I read it as it was written. Um, but I also was taught that growing up by my mom is that your man should be more. He should like you more than you should like him. Uh, she didn't give me all of that context. But the basic principle was that you should really fuck with somebody who is really, really checking for you more than you are checking for him. And it's not to say that you don't like them, that you don't love them, but that there has to be that the best case scenario is for this relationship to work, for any relationship mm -hmm. to work, is that the man is obsessed first. I mean, obsessed. I don't want nobody that's obsessed with me because that can get dangerous. However. Do I want somebody who adores me? Mm -hmm. Yes, a thousand percent. Okay, and but the woman in return does feel as it much? has to be a it, it has or to is be it a, a little bit less. Thing? No, okay. it has to be a little bit less in in okay. in the context of this argument. I'm not going to say that this is always <laughs> real life, right? <laughs> but in the context of this argument, it is the the desirable, the preferred, the best way for the relationship to have longevity is him being just slightly more committed than you because I don't really have a because that's just what I was told. And uh, so I want to hear what y'all got to say. And then maybe I'll come back with. Some <laughs> oh, you go, you go first. Anytime. Oh, you go first. <laughs> no, no, no. Go first. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm a light. These I... women fuck up. <laughs> Look, I mean, I see the, I see the point. No, you don't. I... No, I see the point. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I see it. I see that roadmap. Um, I just if, as a woman, I would just be so offended by that theory because it's just like, <laughs> oh, we're so incapable of loving. We'll fall in love with anything. Like, be careful. Like, yeah, we'll fall in love weak. with you. We'll fall in love <laughs> yeah. with you. That's what you heard. I mean, if that's I was, what it seems that's, like, if that's, that's it seems like, yeah. the best case scenario is if the man is so in love with the woman, but the woman's just kind of, eh, but proportionally her, eh, is 
overwhelmingly still loving and rich and nurturing. But if the man is like, I'm so lucky to have you, it's going to stay forever. Like it, I see the emotional science behind it, but, um, I think best case scenario is like when you both give a shit about each other. Is is already shaking his head in fact. Yeah. I mean, yeah, on mute. I'm I'm cussing. I'm cussing up a storm over here. Yeah. Oh, I'm cussing up a storm. I just, I just, it makes me feel like it's just like, (laughs) oh, these fragile, emotional women. They'll just fall in love with anything. So that was how you really feel, B Thought. Yeah. Yeah. So I I'm inclined like to it... agree 100% with you and that like the science that they're trying to say is that women are so incapable of saying no that you have to find a man that's it's completely not what the fuck it said. Okay. Listen. This Go is ahead. what I'm Go getting ahead. from it because Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. cuz you ain't listening cuz you No, no, I'm listening. That I did. I'm listening. Yeah, that's right, little said, man. How dare you? <laughs> he said, I also <laughs> <laughs> I, I also, I also don't think. <laughs> I also don't think that anyone should. I think that all people should love themselves more than anybody else. Uh, and I yes. think that it's well is well worth being a little bit selfish and, and giving yourself the attention that you need to be able to love anybody. We the world. This world, we just we give out our love so cheaply, and not always to ourselves, but to others. And not that like I'm not saying that you that we don't value ourselves, but look at how long it's taken for us to even take time out to seek therapy as a as like to even have those type of conversations to have right. the conversation right. that we have on this podcast. Yeah, right. Like, these conversations that we have they're so important because not everybody's having them. Right, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, we're absolutely. We're trendsetters. But even to take a look at <laughs> to take a look at in the scope of uh masculine and feminine feminine uh toxicity, who talks about that? And that's why you need to like you, you don't start to really dive into that until you understand you and are allowing yourself to love you first. Even your own faults. We don't really understand that until we start to love ourselves enough to seek those answers, to understand why we do what we do. And so in a relationship, like I said, I always, I've, I've always said this. I'm going to definitely make sure that I'm happy. I can't make you happy. I will support whatever makes you happy so that you can continue to, to, to do those things. Uh, so you can continue to do those things because it's, your happiness shouldn't be based on what I can do for you to, to keep that up. Uh, so I don't know. I, I just don't like the thought that, oh, I, it also feels like a very weak thing against men like i'm in, i would be incapable of loving yeah. you uh to the level Talk that you it. love me so i have to love you extra no then you love like that shit is wild i mean i i think the yeah i think the other side of it is triggered, that triggered, triggered. Men, nah, fuck that. <laughs> maybe men on on average right like we can say men on average may not always be the best at loving their partner in the ways that women give and give and give and again in a hetero straight male straight female relationship 
Yeah, but did, I don't know if it's love necessarily as it is sharing. Like, like you, if you want to say men don't share enough, we're not emotion. We're not on the same level emotionally. That's that's one, that's that's a different thing because I don't understand the basis of a man doesn't love you at the same level. Like, I don't understand what what we mean. We love I mean, in different we ways. I don't know what it feels like to be in a relationship with somebody who is just slightly more into us than we are into them. But I don't and know I, if it's yeah. That's the thing. Everybody hmm. should want to be in a relationship yeah, where that's eliminated from both sides. But the difference is that if it is uh, most, what this argument is saying, right, is that if the woman is the one who is more into the partner, the man, then the man is into the woman. Nine times out of ten, the man is likely to take her for granted. To he'll still treat her nicely. I mean, it's not like he's an asshole and doesn't like her, but <clears throat> the level of go beyond doing extra, all of that is just not as it's it's not as likely to occur. Versus if the woman, excuse me, if the man is the one who is more into the woman, he's going to just honor her and show up the way that she will naturally show up from anyways. Like she's still going to treat him with respect, nurture, care, love, do all the things that women will do anyways. But there, and actually you almost are more willing to do it more because there's a sense of security and stability and knowing that, okay, he's actually going to appreciate all of the things that I do for him versus when you're doing it for some joker who doesn't appreciate you, who is like, yeah, I can get any of these little hoes out here, so I'm just going to treat you like a regular snaggular. <laughs> right. Sure. Sure. I'm just, all I'm saying is that I, mean, I think in human nature, when things come easier to us, we have a tendency not to appreciate it as much. And I think that in relationships, when that is the dynamic and it's the man who doesn't appreciate or value the relationship as much as the woman does that he tends to um not show up properly i mean yeah it just sounds like I the, felt the difference. it like, just I sounds like in that scenario the woman has to settle but the man gets everything he wants and that's and that is the downside and that's the right and that's why i said like i have like uh, again i've gotten this messaging you know, as a as a youth, as a young woman, and I have been in the dynamic. And you're absolutely right. It's like, yes, on the one hand, there is that level of feeling like, oh, there's some stability here. I feel appreciated. I feel honored. Da 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 da. da. But then there is also the feeling of settling because sure. it's still a person who doesn't like light you up on the inside. And so ultimately unless the woman allows herself to really like grow into it or has the maturity to really find value, even um, though the sparks may not be as heavy, the relationship won't last. And so that is that that's the downside to playing this dynamic out fully. But um, I, I do think that they're good. Listen, listen, you know, my role, like you, you, you got to adore me. I got to feel adored. Sure. Period. 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 <laughs> so she's actually looking for more adoration. That was your motherfucking Waste. resolution. That's that's what it was. I remember Waste. now. As soon as you said that, that's your fucking. That was your resolution. I remember now. 
She was looking for new adoration. Oh shit. Look how she just snuck that in there. Uh, I don't know. Every don't time I try to get out, they just pull me back in. That's what you I just did recall. to us. I don't, I don't recall that. It's okay. It's last say. episode. There you go. Listen back. What's sad, what's sad is that I did listen to the episode. But, and I still don't recall. Mm-hmm. but I'm just saying. All I'm saying, I don't even know what I'm saying. My bottom I mean, line is that I need to feel adored. And hopefully I adore you back in return. But regardless, you need to adore me. Facts. I can get that. I just can't get. You should you be adored. That's CPG. Yes, you should absolutely. You be should adored. be adored for sure. Uh, and you and you are adored. Yeah. I just don't agree with loving me, loving me back less. You can't love me back. Yeah, less. I mean, I would like want that, you to be as obsessed happen. and as yeah. in love that I am. Yeah. I would like. Yeah, because I do I feel like um, I feel like people in general can feel when somebody feels like they're settling. That's a special kind of pain. And it leads to a lot yeah. of fighting and it leads to a lot of tension and it hurts. And like, but you also still love each other. But there, when that gap is between you, it mm-hmm. really, really adds tension to the relationship. And so, you know, I think sometimes we fall in love with like the unhealed parts of ourselves and how that's manifested in oh, a relationship. Yeah, the trauma, trauma yeah. bonding. Yeah. Yeah. Trauma bonding for sure. So I, I think best case scenario is everybody go to therapy, everybody <laughs> go to therapy and then talk some shit out and then find out how you can be a great partner to your love, whether it's now or eventual, but you got to love yourself first and then you yes. can love what you see in that partner. Mm-hmm. Yes. And be willing to look beyond the imperfections. You know, you know, there's something yeah. about arranged marriages that I find really what I find to be revealing about the them. Like, was nuts. Yeah, <laughs> like what? No, I mean <laughs> <laughs> like, that transition was nuts. I, you man. hear that? <laughs> you hear that a lot of arranged marriages last like a lifetime, but like the love between those arranged marriages because it's a learned love is actually like really deeper. That's not 100% across the board. It's yeah. not 100% across the board, but neither is this scenario. It's, you know what it is? Because I think it's a, it's about the choice, you know? Right. And then also the commitment. Right. Like, if I have made a choice to enter into this relationship, and I also have a commitment to build something with this person, and I know that I've taken the option of leaving off the table, then the only way to maintain my sanity and my, you know, my peace of mind and to have some level of flourishment in the relationship is to allow myself to be open to loving you. And, and I think that, and, and arranged marriages is a great example, but I do think that the same principle could be applied to any relationship. But the problem is, is that we have such a willingness to walk away and yeah. I'm, I'm talking about myself also, like I'm including myself in this conversation is like, I, it's always an option to just leave and walk away. For and sure. so when things get hard, it, it, we stop having conversations, you know, and we start mm-hmm. just arguing. Like I literally mm-hmm. went through that this weekend and I had, I had to make a conscious choice to say, okay, um, I'm going to have a conversation because my first instinct is to say, fuck you. And I'm out. So, 
So instead, I'm going to have a conversation and right. I'm going to keep having the conversation. And and because I made the choice, you know what I mean? So right. I'm not saying it's 100 percent across the board, but I do believe that love is at first a feeling. But I do believe that the choice to love has to be there as well. But when there Absolutely. is a choice and it's something that you feed into, I do believe that love gains and grows and there's a respect and you know there's certain things that have to be right for that to to flourish so yeah yeah but i mean the equal commitment i want to hear from is he's he's rubbing the beard he looks deep in thought uh i I just i i can't i would be hell-bent I'd be pissed if somebody told me that they were loving me less the whole time. Oh, we're still we're still on that. I'm part still of the still, yeah, that's okay. that's still just pissing me off, man. That's still just bothering the shit out of me. Sorry. <laughs> Yo, right. you know, go off, sis. It's 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 I think and I think it's I think it's very particular to me, right? Because of how I care about people. Right? It's almost like you telling you that you being a hundred with your boy all the time and that motherfucker only been seventy five with you. You can't be 75 with me. <laughs> right. You can't, bro. You cannot do you cannot be 75 with me. If I'm 100 with you, I expect 100 right back. And that's my expectation. That's a bare minimal. Mm-hmm. And that's just I don't know. That's that's stuck with me. Uh cuz now I'm just like who the fuck was loving me as <laughs> at 70%? I'm about to make some you, know, Israel, you have been triggered. Part of it could be that maybe your 100% is just a little bit more than her 100 percent maybe yeah maybe. Well, i mean because what, what if, what if just, it does love her at 100 percent and it's whack what if That's his 100 percent is whack but why do, that? Why, why do well, why do why is it that we like think is that, that the, is she that still the, gonna find love in that scenario though it's just like, it's weird that we think the man's 100 percent could be whack word women have oh, trash 100 percent too oh but I mean that's true. That's true. But I'm gonna have trash. The, however, but the, but you also have to understand the dynamics of just like our conditioning is that for the longest time, a man's hundred percent could be trash because he was doing all the other stuff. It was my hundred percent of loving you is making sure that you have food on the table and money in the wallet to pay our bills. Right? It was not making you feel valued it was it's not holding emotional space for you it's not actually spending time doing things with you and finding common interests so that we are enjoying each other's company yeah. they're 100 percent for a long time the version of being a good husband was just being a provider period so i think that that's where the catch-up comes like that that the it's and that's probably where that whole mentality comes from right is like yeah if he at minimum loves you beyond the supposed 100% of being a provider, then maybe he will show up and take you out to dance, you know, or take you to the movies. I'm talking old school now, not like current. <laughs> and so I'm wondering, and so I'm just really, I'm putting it into the context of my mom's generation and why she may have felt like that, right? Because yeah. one of the things I remember she said to me about my dad when they met and why she was like, yeah, I'm going to marry him is because not only like was he into her, but he also was into her being better. He was like, oh, you know, she was an immigrant from Jamaica, fresh off the boat. He, she ain't had no bank account. He was like, boom, you need to get a bank account. You need to get a savings account. You need to do this, help make sure she had a job, had a place to stay, like all of that stuff. You know, it wasn't just, oh, girl, you fly and I think you'll make me some pretty babies and I'll make sure you got money. So that's like, be the best you. That's why it bothers me. 
because for me, that mm. should be the bare minimum. I should want to see you. I should want to see you better. Yeah, right? and I think that's why because my for me, I'm always going to press that. And yeah. So if that's my bare minimum for you to love me, like that's why I get stuck on that. I got, got it. it. Okay. I got it. Now. Okay. Okay. All right. What is your right. ego saying? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't think I have an ego in terms of this. I just think that I. I feel that there's a right and wrong in terms of how sure. how we care about each other. You can care about people in the wrong way. I've done it. I've been. I've been terrible in a lot of my relationships. But as a person who is growing, who has grown from those relationships and is continuing to grow, at least trying to regularly, you know, it's. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording the show here. Go off in the back. We're recording the show here. Red young man shred. Hold on one second. Give me one second. This motherfucker. <laughs> All right, B-Todd, where are you standing on this? I think at best it can be, I would amend it to, if the guy is really into you, it's a good sign that this is a good person to fall in love with. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a good sign. Like yeah. but I get I get the concept that like okay, men have you know, we have a bad reputation for having greater propensity to cheat. Like if if anybody's gonna cheat in a relationship, more than likely it's gonna be the men. At least that's what the You know, but I think cheating is. is even further than you need to take it. They have a greater propensity to just check out of the relationship. Sure. They'll be in it emotionally. Yeah. I will, yeah, one hundred percent. They might not even yeah. cheat, but they will definitely chuck them deuces at you real quick. Yeah. So if a guy is really you know. into you, you know what I mean. Looks like he has, like he's saying, and he looks like he's has the actions of someone who wants to be in your life forever. Then yes, that's an awesome person. You have a great chance that this person is awesome to fall in love with because that. <laughs> is checked off the list <laughs> but hopefully you will also be attracted to and love him and you know be just as excited about him like i wouldn't yeah i just i hate when people have to settle i know i some people have to settle more than others, whether you want to break it down by gender or sex or whatever. And I just, I, I'm rooting for everybody, man. I just want everybody to find happiness inside and externally. And you know what I mean? We all, we all deserve that shit. I'm only rooting for everybody black. Facts. Okay. <laughs> black History Month and all. Yeah. Happy, happy Black History Month. It is ruby date two two twenty two. A little bit sad. You look a little Me? bit sad. <laughs> hey, it's all of our holiday, okay? Black Jesus History Month is America's Christ. month, okay? We should all be excited about Black History because Black History is American history, not just Black History. Not the Black History Month. Right. You're rooting for everybody black. You were like, right? Sure. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Again, I'm not I'm not big on blanket statements. Can't root for everybody. You know what I mean? There are some people I'm probably gonna not agree with. I'm not gonna R root Kelly. for that guy. Yeah, I'm not gonna root for R. Kelly. Oh Jesus. I was okay. listening to some songs the other day, I ain't gonna lie. Well, you're That's rooting real. for him. You're I, I turned I said, Hey Alexa, you know, Mr. Biggs, before you done you know hanging on, on me, son. Oh shit, Alexa turned it. I said turn on COVID. And uh, he's talking about he can't speak because of COVID mm-hmm. in jail. Y'all know that? 
I did Boy. see that headline. That's what's up. And then I <laughs> flicked that story off my screen. Because fuck that motherfucker. Just a little... Get out of here. All right, and who's up? Uh, um, be Todd. I'll go last. Okay, fine. Just volunteering this. He's feeling real good because he got fucking links and shit today. <laughs> I got a fucking link. But also because yeah, I just... I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it, both of you. Oh, God. The pressure. All right. So let me pull up my... You got a link, too? No, I ain't got no link. This is just real life shit. So <laughs> okay. this Later. is from the link of my life. Oh, let's take a salsa break. Because it's Washington Heights. Los Heights. Oh, should I say in Los Heights? Should I say in Los Heights? No, I like the Heights. D Heights. You definitely shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In Los Heights. <laughs> no, don't do that one. You know what? This will just be my musical background while I introduce my topic. Um, I appreciate the hate. So I had a really, really hard conversation with somebody that I love deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to expose this person. I'm sure people know who I would be talking about very close to me, but regardless, what I want to talk about today is how do you communicate when someone that you love dearly is either in denial or delusional, whether that be (laughs) a relational love, whether it's familial love, right? Brother, sister, father, like I feel like everybody has somebody in their life that they love because for whatever reason you love this person, whether you're tied to him or not, you know, but you can communicate with them and it can fall on deaf ears repeatedly. They can straight up deny saying things that they've said to you and this relationship you can never walk away from. So how do you, how do you find ways to navigate a relationship like that or communicate? It's a little question. It's a little little Uh, question. I'll admit it. But I think for me, mine is my my answer is going to be attached to the same thing I said for the last uh, to the last topic. Um, I am tarnished when in terms of love and all that because of just the way that I grew up uh, and the way that I build relationships, and it's it's different. I don't feel the need to hold on to anything that isn't for me or or like that isn't a benefit to me that isn't a benefit to my love to my growth to my life and i feel very strongly about that and just like we were talking the last conversation that we the last uh episode that we have we talked i I think we all circled around (laughs) me maybe needing a lot more healing and that's a that's a grand possibility but in terms of that i still feel the same way like you know and we were talking about my mother last time, I think. And I think this would apply to this too. Um, you know, I don't talk to my mother at all. I haven't spoken, like, f- had a full conversation with my mother in maybe two years or so. Um, and I'm okay with that. You know, to an extent, I'm not because she's my mom and I see other people who have their relationships. Uh, but she's got she's done a lot of wrong. And there's never been anything in terms of just trying to understand that part of our relationship. Uh, You know, 
I don't know if I I don't need an apology. I just need acknowledgement that we were in a fucked up situation for years. You know, almost for a very long time. So and you you just, would you need an acknowledgement that it happened, not an apology for it, but just acknowledgement that yeah. it happened. You know, like this. Do you th- feel like you I would mean, ever get that? Nah, because you know my mother was a drug addict. And I think in terms of drug addicts, you're not really. Hold on one second. With in terms of drug with drug with drug addict, <laughs> sorry, with drug addicts, I don't think that you would ever. They have to go through such a journey of understanding all the things that they've done, and acknowledging what they've done is a big part of that. That she had to get through that with herself first before she even attempts to do it with us. Right, I got right. seven brothers. I got seven brothers and sisters. Six that six, is six of us that came out of her, and she's gonna have to make that journey with each one of us. I don't know that she'll ever be ready for that. I don't think right. she'll ever be ready for that. Uh, but that's what that's that lot. is. What I would need, you know. I you know for your for my mother. My mother used to tell us that she like she used to say shit like, "I wish I never had y'all." Oh, I mean, like like. Like real fucked up shit to our faces, uh, and now like I don't like I can I can look at it and I'll be like whatever because <laughs> I'm I'm here like what the fuck are you gonna do, um, but you know when I was a kid hearing that shit I didn't know what it was doing to me then, you know as an right. adult and the way that I developed my relationships with women afterwards, it's wild because I didn't know how to accept love or give love to a woman because the first woman I'm supposed to love didn't know how to do that shit to me. Right, and so you know, I'm talking in a big circle. But the big, the thing is, I'll I'll let you figure out your life on your own because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go live mine. I don't. I don't have time to fix you. I don't have time to. That's. I got a kid. You know, when you have kids, it's different. Right. I can't live my life hoping to bring you along, because they're gonna need me more than I need you right now. I'm an adult. And I have to be ready and willing and able to be a part of their lives. And I can't I can't do that if I'm sitting there dragging dragging behind dragging you behind to try to get you up to date on this shit. We all got problems and I know that it, it takes a lot to get through a lot of these things. But I, I can't fix you. I, I gotta I gotta make sure my foundation is good. And and that requires hundred percent of my attention because I know what I've been through and I know how left it can go if I if I leave it unchecked. So I, I for me I love you and I will always love you, but that don't mean I, my life is going to stop for you. Hmm. Miss CTG. My uh, bad. <laughs> no, this, mean, is, this is the real. I, this, is, this is it. I this is so the meat. I'm grateful for what, you know, just you sharing all that. Um, so I, without really knowing the context of the level of delusion that you're referring to, uh, Bidhan, it is, I feel like there's the direction that is went, right? Which is denial-esque delusion, you know, like the avoiding. And then the situation that was coming to mind for me was uh, an old relationship, right? Like an ex, and it wasn't, he, he's when I call him delusional, it's like I feel like he's not always living in the reality and the truth of what our relationship was and how he showed up 
you know, and so it was like, he's like, oh, I, I loved you. I love you so much and blah, blah, blah. And I did, I was doing this and I was doing that. And I'm like, no, you weren't. Like, I don't know what conversation you think we had, but we didn't have that. Mm. You didn't actually do those things. This is what you did do. This is what actually happened. And so I keep having to correct him on the reality of the situation. And for a long time, it was just exhausting. You know, every time the comp- we, we talk, I'm just like, yo, I can't. Okay, I will meet you here, but you got to go do some other shit. And he did. And so now our conversations are much different. They're much more based in reality. But for a while, it was like arguing, which did not feel good to me. And then it was, I, I never let up, right? Like sometimes it would be like a little jokey joke, like, oh my God, ha you're like, what are we talking about today? Okay, where are you today? And then other times I'm like, no, this is this is the truth. And so the the best way for me to deal with him was to be consistent in the truth of in the reality of the situation. And yes, you know, like I made concessions, like, okay, so maybe you experienced it this way. Maybe this is how you felt. And I experienced it this way. And so we can have that conversation. But when we're talking about like hard facts of like this did or did not happen, you have to hold to that. And I can't have a conversation with you if you're not going to hold to this hard fact, especially if I have evidence. <laughs> like If I can prove it, that we can't have a conversation about anything other than that. Like we, I'm not going to deviate from what the truth is. Um, but in regards to the relationship, you know, like it was somebody that he, I care about him deeply still, you know, I consider him a very good friend still. And so it was, again, one of those things where it's like, okay, I know that you're probably always going to be in my life. And so I'm, I'm, I'll hold space for us to be able to find common ground. And we eventually have, but he also had to go do the work. Like the thing that is his mom won't do. He went and did, he went to therapy, he went and got, you know, and talked to some folks and all of that. And so we're having better conversations these days because of that. So that's great. Yeah. That's great. That's, I mean, that's- yeah, I mean, similar to you, Miss CTG, like in this scenario, in this conversation, I showed text message proof verbatim refuting <laughs> what they were telling me. And then just to have that, I never said that. just like and and the amount of frustration that comes with that because similar to what is was saying it's the lack of acknowledgement the fact that it will not be acknowledged it just sends you over because Mm -hmm. it is just an outright lie to your face and yet it's just like you know um is made me think about this but like when i was talking to my therapist they were just talking about like no matter what like when it comes to like parents like you will never not want their approval. And in that, I also read like acknowledgement, right? But like they could be the worst parent in the world. They could be abusive, whether it's emotionally, psychologically, physically, whatever, but you will never not want their approval. And especially when it comes to parents, like that lack of acknowledgement can be, it it just can be insanity. Devastating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's several names for it, right? Yeah. Like it's it's my, my own mom. mom. With my own mom. It's so much the acknowledgement is so much of a want and not a need. And I I myself acknowledge that. I don't necessarily need that. 
But even to this day, you know, I, I, I be time and I were talking, I said, one of the, my, my daughter doesn't know her grandmother. Yeah. You know, like she, she when she says grandma, she's very, spe- like, it's her mom's mom. And that's it. Her mom's mom is a good woman, has always been a good person to me. But it's like, yo, what the fuck? Right. Like my, my grandmother's name is tattooed across my chest. Mm. that's my mom's mom. I don't know where I'd be as a man without my grandmother. You know, she, she literally <laughs> took, she took us away from my mother. She got tired of my mother. You know, my mother had, uh, I might be oversharing. My mother had um, a bunch of stints in rehab, like going back and forth to rehab for the shit that she, that she was going through. Uh, and a lot of times I'm not going to rehab and just dealing with the shit that she's going to. And when I was like 16, uh, my grandma's like, yo, that's enough. Like, you know, I, we already had done damn near 10, 12 years of foster care. How much of it, like how much, like what what more are we going to keep going through? My grandma's like, yo, that's that's fucking enough. And she didn't have the space, but she took me and my two younger brothers. Uh, and then she passed my my little sisters to to my mother's little sister, to my aunt. And it was like, yo, I got, I'm taking the kids from you. No, we're not going through the government, nothing. They're coming to live with me, and that's it. Yeah. That's my grandma. And even, and I and I know my mom is never going to be that, but everybody's grandma is special. Like, grandma's oh, yeah. a different level. Right. And my mom and my daughter will never know grandma. Yeah. Never. And that's a, and when I hear people talk about, oh, you know, with their kids or just talk about their parents, it's just like, Damn, I ain't never really had that. Like, even the, the the short amount of years of my lifetime that I've spent with my mom, because if I put in foster care and then live with my grandmother, I've only really lived with my mother like six years out of my entire life. I'm 35 this year. That, so that short amount of time, my mother had always been a great fucking friend. Like, she's cool as shit. Like, <laughs> she caught me smoking weed and she didn't spaz on me. She said, yo, go out there and finish. <laughs> So she was like a, a cool ass aunt, but that's not what what I needed structurally. Right. I needed a fucking right. mom. Right. Right. You know, as great as I wasn't as great of a intellect I was in school, I was a bad fucking student. I was terrible. Right. You curse out teachers and do all type of shit. I was my class my grades were fine. Yes, but it's like when I look at, yo, why you ain't never really like step up and tell me to get my shit together? Or push me to do like Right. You know, those are the things that I expect parents to do that I'm going to do. I, I, but it's just those small things that, like, you know, I look at it now and I'm just like, yeah, I can't, I can't change you as a person. I can't, I can't, I can only hope for you to be better, but you got to want it more than I want it. Sure. And that's on you. And I, and I think as, as adults and as, as we try, as we try to navigate our world, because we're still, even though we're grown, there's so much life left to live for us. That we have to be okay with leading our lives first into a better place before we start going there and trying to fix everybody else's. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to leave, not leave people behind. I don't mean that you don't care about them, but understand that, you know, you got to Allow them to take their journey. Absolutely. Allow, uh, that is the most perfect way that that could have been said. Sure. I appreciate you for that. Yeah. I was wondering what the fuck you were doing earlier, Todd. You were snapping. Is yeah. that what that was? Yeah, that was. It looked like song. you were trying to start song. a fire. I heard those <laughs> ashy <laughs> fucking fingers rubbing together. <laughs> yeah, my I was eggs like, are not is it rain? 
Is he? I was doing the poet's corner snap. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not trying to interrupt anybody with an applause up in this motherfucker. We're trying to gracefully yeah. snap and acknowledge here. So, but real talk. Like, here's a question though. What? What are you willing to do if that acknowledgement never comes in order to preserve your own sanity? And that's for like everybody here. But like saying that we never get that thing. Like say your friend never went to therapy, Miss CTG. Oh, what are we willing to my, hmm? my deuces game is strong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> strong. Fair. That's fair. Strong. So uh, but if, it's, if you keep disturbing it's my peace. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like it's the same thing is said. Like if you if it gets to the point where engaging with you is literally disturbing my peace, I'm always going to choose me over you. Period. Because when you're disturbing my peace, you're also impacting me being able to show up and do the rest of the shit that I need to do. Hmm. You know, and if I like I mean, I I am a parent, I guess, yes. Uh <laughs> like an alternative parent. So if I can't be a parent, if I can't be a business person, if I can't be a, you know, a friend, if I can't be a good partner, because I'm too busy getting all discombobulated and thrown out of sorts every time I engage with you, then we don't need to be engaging. Because what you're also showing me is that you don't respect me and you know how we all feel about being respected. And you don't adore me. So what the fuck? Mm-mm, you're not doing that. You got to adore Not the double whammy. Mm-mm. Um, one thing that I found that has been a great healing for that is for me talking to my brothers and my sisters because mm. that is a shared experience that not everybody's gonna get right yeah and you know we we find a lot of healing in the jokes that we make about it uh like we will laugh about so much of the traumatic shit together we'll make jokes about it together uh you know even the way that we respond we, we i don't think that we've ever had a conversation and said our mother we generally say your mother <laughs> even, though it's just, even though she's the same, same woman, person. we'll be like, yo, your mother be wild. And like, we'll say stuff like that versus our mother. Uh, mm-hmm. But just being able to sit there and see products of this, products of the same environment doing well and wishing each other well and being able to hold each other to doing better has been a great healer for me. My brothers and my sisters are always, you know, they know right there, they were on the forefront with me. They was on that front line with me. And if I can see them doing well, coming out of that situation, it pushes me to keep doing well. But it also pushes me to keep pushing them to do better. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I love it. And maybe that's something that you can even look into is just, you know, just getting that understanding that it's not just you. Because sometimes it'd be in your head like, yo, is it me? Like, what, what part of me can't fix this person? And then when you have that person that has that common ground, it's like, yo, it's not you, it's them. And that's a great, for me, that has been a great healer. Like, I I love talking to my brothers and sisters about the fucked up childhood we had and just reminiscing (laughs) on stories of fucked up shit that's gone through, Uh, especially my baby sister, because she was the youngest. She's the youngest one, uh, and she's a bird, and I love it. A bird? Is that what Uh, Yeah, she is a self-proclaimed hood rat, and it is so true. And I love her. For Own it. your truth, beloved. Oh uh, yeah, she'll pop her gum and smack her weave any day. And I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. Great. So, what are you gonna do, B Todd? 
What you gonna do? Who? I think the the again, it's a relationship I could never walk away from. Um, I mean, I guess you can walk away from anything. Truth be told, I was like, about to say there's just like, a level of it's also you're choosing not to. Sure. It's not a cannot. Sure. You're yeah. making an active choice to not. Yeah. Um. I think you really gotta have an honest discussion about what your boundaries have to be if you're gonna stay you know what i mean and like if i Mm -hmm. were to i can accept that that acknowledgement would never come i can accept that now you know what i mean Mm because this person is still alive obviously but i always think if they were not here tomorrow would that stick with me and imprint me in a different way or is there a way i can deal with it now knowing that when this person does eventually pass like you know i'm not emotionally bonded to it or significantly impacted or, you know, rather that I allow the impact to pass and grow. But I think, I think it's boundaries. I think you have to look at boundaries and I feel like that word gets overused a lot, but I think you also have to be, there's a lot of self-reflection and probably meditation and that's going to be involved with that. Grounding. Yeah. Yep. Stay grounded. brother. But I like what Israel said, like, in a certain way you pay that pain forward by transitioning it into loving someone else and like giving love forward, you know? And, uh, I will say this, like, I mean, it's funny what links everyone goes through to avoid certain things about being coming like their parents. You know what I mean? Like I was raised by my mom, but I have certain mannerisms and stuff of my dad's that he was never around enough to impact me that way. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. Um, but it's funny what links people are willing to go to, to not be like their mother, not be like their father. Um, and you end up kind of in a way doing it anyway. Right. You just changed it. Yeah. Anyways, I'm complete on my topic. I I, I really appreciate your that was a good one. Transparency, are, yeah, that was let me great. Tell you what, we need some sponsors because people. 2022 is not ready for. We need this. Game. Game. Like better no. help. We're like not. This, that, that's real. The realty. What's the therapy one? Better Mind help. Right. Better help. Better help. Okay, right. better help. Yeah. Better help. Yeah. yeah. Or talk space. Both. Talk space. There we go. Talk space. You no, know what it is. is one, Take me to but, dinner, baby. <laughs> Take me to dinner, babe. No. <laughs> take me out What's to up, baby? Life. Take me out Bring to my... dinner. Fuck your wow. life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss this trashy shit. What's up? <laughs> okay. All Just right, kidding. Israel. Come with your link, baby. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, I, I was so excited because as soon as, as, soon as I read, I read, some of this article and I was just like, yo, this shit is fucking wild. So the title of the article, uh, actually, let me just go get the author to the author. I can't say that word at all. The author is <laughs> Hannah, Hannah Riley. Uh, and is the website has ruined my week. So the title is guy asks if he's wrong to invite girlfriend on expensive vacation and make her pay half. Now, He's going on an expensive vacation with his family. Uh, the context is his family comes from money. They make a lot of money. Oh, I read He this. has 
he has a job where he's making about $140,000, $150,000 a year. Six His eight. girl, or the woman that he's dating, is uh, a teacher, and she's only making like 40000 and he's like, oh, would you like to come on this vacation? He's inviting her. And I'm just thinking that he thinks that's a gentleman thing to do. She could decline if she wants. But it'll be a chance to meet his family and everything. Uh, while they go on this vacation, uh, she she actually gets a second job just to pay for the vacation as a whole. Right? Uh, and then they're going out to fancy dinners. She's skipping out on some meals because she can't afford to eat those three times a day at the restaurants that they're going to. And she's not saying anything to him, and he's not offering to pay for her for any of those things. And so the idea is, is he wrong for not, because he makes such a substantially, like such a great amount of money, more than she does, should he have offered to pay for her vacation and everything? Or is she wrong for putting herself in a situation where she didn't even have it and she shouldn't even have done it? I want to know what y'all think. Baby, let me tell you something, okay? Because when I read this <laughs> shit, shit I this back, okay? <laughs> the fact that they already going half on shit in real life and this nigga makes three times what she makes in a salary, she was already, she should have been left this relationship because she is not being taken care of. I don't give a fuck. If I'm, if, okay. I'm going traditional. I I do have some traditional values. Yo, I think this might be her first trigger. And this this might be the first time. You know what's funny? It's like I'm not triggered because this is not my life, but the scenario in and of itself, just reading it, I was like, are you fucking insane? Number and it's just like how how how, what is even the word I'm looking for? We're not like even the going 50 50. He's making no. her go all la carte. Listen, basically, okay, because number one, it's like in life, even though your level of contribution, like of what you, your, capa- your, your capacity, right. you are only allowed to enjoy what you can afford. Times, it's 3x what mine is, just off rip, but you're making me match your contribution which is putting me further in the hole, which goes back to what I was saying earlier about relationships, right? With men, because it's like, if you are fucking with me, you should be wanting me to do better, which means that you're never going to put me in a position where I'm at a detriment and you're at an advantage, knowingly doing that and then maintaining that situation without trying to make sure that I do better. And then number two, you invite me with you and your rich ass family to go on this trip and you know how much shit costs. You right. know how much I make. You know I already done been putting in overtime so I could even afford to go on this shit. And you don't even think I'm worth a fucking meal, my nigga? <laughs> Jesus. This is gold Mike CTG right here, okay? Yes. Gold the Mike upgrade is here. <laughs> Miss CTG is evolving on your asses. Let me tell you who is not going to be my man when we get back to this <laughs> Shouldn't have even been my man on the trip, quite frankly, because that's some bullshit. Because, and the reason why I feel that way is because even if this person was my friend, I couldn't even go somewhere with a friend and be in a position to make sure my friend is straight and not make sure my friend is straight. I'm not going to eat and not have my people eat with me. Like, I agree with that there. Like, crazy? Meals and is you a serious thing. Are you kidding me? I'm fucking you and you can't feed me? Not even the excursions. You won't feed me. 
And then what trashy ass family does he come from that also was like, oh, we see that your girlfriend is not eating. We have enough, enough, enough money and we're not going to make sure she eats. Right. Come on. I'm out. I'm done. You hear that Jamaican shit at the end? We have enough, enough, enough money. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Uh, he's not wrong for the... Uh spending thing if you if that's Excuse your me? thing if that's look if that's your thing Hold on. I, I, also, I also think that that they already agreed that that's how they would split most of their stuff anyway that this not, is something that they agreed about i'm not mad at him if that's his philosophy it's not my job to tell people how to spend their money that's bernie sanders okay. job okay he is wrong for inviting her ass on that shit Leave if you love this woman, you're gonna make her take a second job just to come chill with you. And dare I ask, how much shit was your parents paying for for your rich ass coming up? You know what I mean? Like, and we're not paying that forward. So the invite itself is scammy to me, and the relationship is scammy. Like, I don't see how you care for this person, but it mm, I don't want to tell somebody how to spend their money if that's your philosophy. Fine, but that was not the best implementation of that at all. And I feel like that lacks baseline respect. Baseline respect. Like, if I care about you, just like you said, and maybe this is just the fucking Southern part about me. If I got money, I like you. We are eating. No matter where we go, we are eating. Nobody that I care about is going to go hungry, skipping out on meals, on a vacation. If I got money, but that's me. But that's me, you know. I'm, I'm vacation, just life. So that's like, I mean, that's life. Period for me. I agree. But especially vacation, if I'm going to remove you from your home, like you know what I'm saying. I'm re- I've removed you from a place where you can typically provide for yourself with multiple options. Right. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like that. That shit makes me queasy as a man. That's some bullshit. But so whatever. I agree with both of you. I also played devil's advocate in saying that she probably should have said devil. No. She should have said no, though. Oh, like, it, like because I mean, again, remember yeah. the first thing I said was, yeah, they agreed that that's how they would do it. If if I had to get a second job just to pay for the vacation, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'll catch you on the next one. Right. Was her name Meghan Markle? And she should have she should have caught them on the next one. Again, granted, it was an opportunity to meet his family, but. I mean, I've I've missed out on on opportunities to go on dates just because I didn't have it. We talked about this, but we were talking about should we date broke, and we all was like, nah. If you're in a position where you ain't got it, you should probably admit that you don't got it. But this is what she she didn't do that. She didn't have it, and she tried to force herself to have it, and still didn't have it when she went out there because she was skipping meals. Right. That, that, well, she that said she right. didn't expect it to be that expensive. All no, she didn't expect the places that the family went to was be going that expensive. To, yeah. So I think if, you, I, if in her defense, if I had if I had worked, got the money, ba- you know, created a budget for myself, because I think she went in a responsible manner of, OK, I know this is my capacity and their rude motherfucking asses decided, well, this is our capacity. And so we're not even going to make sure that you it's that there's something that's available for you. Or we're not even going to offer to supplement what is not yeah, within your capacity. Because mm-hmm. there's clearly some areas where she didn't have some say-so over the itinerary, right? Yeah. And so I think it's less of she should have said no and more of 
he should have fucking respected her budget or supplemented that shit, knowing how hard she worked to be out there to make sure right. that she could take care of her fucking half. Right. You know what's still wild? Still wild to do, but would have like probably fixed all this, especially the embarrassment of doing it in front of the parent, is going, Yo, I'll take care of everything. And if we gotta if you wanna do a pay me back type situation, we'll talk That's about that later. Very that would have been better. Then yeah. letting her fucking not eat tomorrow. I heard her I mean, stomach growling. We know. And you ain't order fucking room service, bitch. Oh, yeah, I don't think time. it's he the said same. That, he said I heard a stomach growling in it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yo, okay. you didn't even read the whole All right, thing. No, because I was about to jump in with like, well, look, guys, it's not like she went hungry. I'm sure if she budgeted Let's for this trip, in. she ate okay. at somewhere. No, 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 no. Like, no. here we go. I was there in were a few times France. I'll go to McDonald's and bang it out. Listen to this. Listen. There were a few times on the vacation when she did not go on outings with us, wine tasting, scuba diving, etc. So she already opted out, wasn't in her budget. She also would only eat two meals a day, simply stating that she was on a budget. She stated it. My family does favor more high-end, expensive places. My parents thought it was very strange that she only eats two meals a day, although normally she eats three. When we got home, I asked her why she skipped out on several of the outings and only ate two meals. I mentioned how I heard her stomach growling one night and said I was concerned about her having an eating disorder. She got teary-eyed and said that three day, three meals a day wasn't fiscally feasible for her, and neither were the outings that she chose not to go on. She went on three of the six outings. So she did budget for herself, okay? Sure. She said she was not expecting everything to cost so much, and she was overwhelmed. I can understand that. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. And all he said is, I feel bad that I did not pick up on her discomfort sooner. The fuck? Are you immune? She, you know what? They got that empathy castrated. Yo, the worst you. part about this, like, I feel like B Tower would fuck this person up. This is goes against everything B Tower stands This yeah. is ridiculous. Like, your apology is pathetic. It's not even an apology, but you're, you're like, your guilt kvetching, like, oh, I feel so bad. I, but you told her she had a fucking eating disorder because she couldn't afford to go with you? That's fucking rotten of you. But like, how are you going to be on vacation with your girlfriend and eat and she not eat? I don't know. But at the same time, I'm also looking at her a little sideways because, like, yo, you didn't hit up a snack bar. You didn't hit up Walmart for the honey bun pack and store it in your suitcase. Yes. I mean, she didn't, yeah. like, yo, I'm not ever going hungry. Fuck that. If I'm not going to a restaurant with you, I am going to get a, a deli sandwich. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I'm going to go get to somebody. I guarantee you, if I'm a woman, I can find somebody who will pay for me on that gorgeous Hello, trip. somebody. Hello. Were they in Dubai? Where did he say they went? Um... That shit has me heated, I bro. I hate that. Like, I try to be pragmatic and take, like, see everybody's side, but fuck that, man. You're you're rotten if, like, you don't pick bro, up on Because me. you keep telling old girl she should have gone and fed herself, and she shouldn't have gone. So whose side are you on? I want to know where you I'm so, just you have saying to I would never go hungry. You're on the side. You have to make a decision. I'm not saying she's in the wrong. I'm just looking at her like, so I'm looking at her like her survival you, skills are a bit boyfriend? iffy. Are you on team boyfriend or team girlfriend? Her survival skills are definitely iffy. So let's not call her team girlfriend. It's date. Because a girlfriend yeah. would be provided for, I would hope, at the very fucking least. If a, my boyfriend invites my girlfriend, it's a relationship. Oh, no. his girlfriend. My girlfriend, myself, my parents, my brother, and his wife were all on vacation in another country. It gets worse and worse. I'm yeah. on the girlfriend's side 100%. We have always split things 50-50 in the two years we've been together. Also, sus. Why is not a ring on it? Okay, well, 
conversation for a different pod. <laughs> is team boyfriend, team girlfriend? No. So when I thought that they were just, it was just a, when I thought that it was just a date, I was a team, team dude a little bit. Cause I thought it was just like a date. They were just dating thing. Like if we're not together together and I invite you, you can say no. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me fix what I'm saying. Please. Because I would never let my starve. Thank you. <laughs> I would never let somebody stop. I would also never like invite you to a place and then go like you're out with me on a vacation and then I'm going on excursions and you're not going. You can't do three out of six. Rotten. Six out of six. Like I could never do that. But Two I also don't years? think that, I also don't think anybody should be forced into thinking that they have to pay for, for people either. I agree. Uh, but now knowing that that was his girlfriend, because I didn't it. I skipped that part. If it's yeah. your girlfriend, you're already committed to that. That's you're wrong. He's absolutely wrong. Team girlfriend. Where already. is the love? Thank you. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I'm so glad you brought that into the space because I I forgot about that, and um, that was I really apparently had to get some things off my chest. Gross. Oh yeah, that hit you. But I was so excited. I was so excited for you all to just talk about it. I was so excited. About I'm it. really glad that I didn't read it before <sighs> to know like which thing we were talking about. Because that was my real time reaction. Like, so excited. <laughs> that dude is not oh, lit. Man. That dude is not lit. Yeah. B Town's going to be walking down the street punching dudes in the face for walking on the wrong side of the sidewalk. Facts. With girls. You're supposed to be on the outside, bitch. I'm throwing him overboard. If it's a cruise ship, we get back on that cruise just after we push passport. You know what I'm saying? I'll give him just enough room to swim back to shore, but you're going overboard, my guy. And I'm taking your teacher lady. That's wild. If I ever attract a man who treat me like that. But come on, girl. Get yourself a granola pack. You know what I'm saying? Just in case you got to <laughs> a granola pack? A little survival. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's not, no, let's mean, not 100% remove the burn from her. You knew two years in he was no, a cheapskate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you you knew to prepare for this. This did not catch you off guard. Right. Especially if you were in another country, unless you were in, like, England or you know I, the, one of those countries. Let me all all the vacation spots, just go to the locals, baby. You're gonna eat right. cheaper than if you go to the restaurant and probably for better. But what I don't buy in that whole scenario, what's fishy as fuck to me is you have been in this relationship for two years, but you didn't know they were gonna eat at such expensive places. That like, was her first time meeting the family. In two years? Okay, so then that's where a red flag is coming from. That's suspicious to me. Two years you don't meet the family? Okay, you're dissecting the wrong thing. No, because this guy makes six figures. I'm sure my fucking homie over the, here, bro. Like I'm, We don't have all the context. <clears throat> listeners, listen to our next episode to pick up on this dramatic, inconclusive result. <laughs> Find out next time or drag these balls <laughs> Fuck that guy, man. All right. What do you want? Do you want to wrap this up nicely? Because I'm pissed. This dude is trash and I can't tell who you're upset. Mood. And I think I was wrong. Okay, I don't know that that was the first time meeting the family. I, I scratched that part. So now you're lying to us to prove your point? Well, I am. I wasn't lying if I corrected myself. So. Done. Well, Whoopi Goldberg corrected herself and she got kicked off for two weeks. Hey. Listen. A little suspension on the head. <laughs> Listen. That is just a it's weird because thing. 
I, well, I didn't hear the whole thing. I did catch a snippet of her remark. And um, I don't know. Like, I feel like her point was that she felt like Judaism was a, a religion and not a race. That seemed like that was the point she was making. And, and I kind of agree, I think. I mean, and I just feel like it's, it's wild how they're really trying to blow this shit up. Like, Well, I will say it is because- a race. Only just because my mom did a twenty three and me, her dad is Jewish and it is like it is a, a it is a So how do black Jews I don't know how to how you determine race. Saying, I feel like how where do, do they Jews draw the line? Hmm? Black Jews, like the black Israelites? Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. I can just the tell you that black Jews Israelites. was like fifty over fifty percent because my granddad was Jewish, but yeah, yeah but it, it is just, a race and religion. That's all I can tell you. I'm not. I'm not going to give you the burden. What I'm going to say is, and it's a comment I saw. It's I saw some little comment about something like this, but it's like them white women go up there all the time and say the dumbest shit about I'm black saying. people and other races, and they don't get fucking two week suspensions. They get to make an apology. They all say stupid up. shit but every fucking day. One thing she didn't even, and her remark wasn't even anti semitic. It wasn't. It was, she was trying to create context inside of a bigger argument, and now she got to be suspended. And it's just like, yo, what? When are black people gonna tell these? The reason why I get so twisted over it is because, like, we have a podcast where we say stuff all the time. You know what I mean? And like, sometimes in the heat of the moment, you're just rifling off a point, but your mind doesn't necessarily mean it in the context it comes out. You know what I mean? But like, if she, if you retract it, you it. own up to it and you bring it back. I don't understand the suspension behind it. Uh, that I mean, yeah, was it stupid? Sure, like the Holocaust was about. Stupid. The question is, was it really stupid though? Because her, what she again, she was trying to make more of a conceptual, intellectual point, and just like how we just had this two second exchange about like, well, is it a religion or is it a race? Mm-hmm. I feel like that was the context and all that needed to follow up with somebody saying, well, it's both. And that's the fucking end of the yeah. conversation. Right. She didn't say Jewish people are stupid. There was no Holocaust. Like she didn't say none of that shit. Right. She literally was just trying to put it in the scope of like, I, I'm assuming it had something to do with black racism and, and racism against black people. And, you know, versus something that I don't know, but I just feel like she her intention wasn't to disparage. And I think that it is absolutely a gross misuse of power to um, suspend her simply because. What's what's the view? They say wild stuff all the time to one another. What's the white girl uh, that her father was like a McCain, Megan McCain? Yeah, she's always saying wild shit. Always exactly. saying wild stuff. And like that's and why the they brought her on the show, just right? I mean, yeah, just for the controversy, because Joy would never. I'm sexually attracted Joy. to Joy. Joy, Joy Behar. Popping off all the time. Yeah. I know, but I'm she's attracted. spicy, but she's not. She not. Yeah, she's not but she, too I've, offensive. I'm trying to get in her DMs. She Yikes. is attractive to me. I don't know why. Joy Behar. Yeah, yeah, she's a <laughs> Joy Braveheart. Listen, Yikes. I don't know if it's the raspiness of the voice or if she just sounds like like she just takes control. I don't know. It's just something about it. Oh, Israel. Oh, yeah. Look at them nips. Prime I nips. Check the prime <laughs> nips. <laughs> that was, that was wild. Scary. Yeah, it was a little demonic. I ain't going to lie to you. That was scary. <laughs> I guess I don't quite have the rasp. Uh, no, no, don't do that no more. All right. Fucking well, exorcism out here. <laughs> we're becoming undone. Are we? We sound just. 
We've wild. been undone. <laughs> We've yeah. been undone since episode one, <laughs> season one. I took the mic off the thing. I'm over here just holding it, laying down. Like, come yeah. on. Let's just bring <laughs> you, got your, you got your little dildies on the uh, on the man saving everybody. I'm giving us a life raft out of here. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Like Don't Joy forget Bear to follow Hobbit. and subscribe. <laughs> Leave a review. Share us with your friends. Follow us on Instagram Man, at MonstersPod. We are the Toxic Podcast for a better tomorrow. And we will see you next. It's Mansers. 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 It's Mansers.